0: I know you guys love when I do this, so let's do the travel opener thing again. Say you live in New York City, and you want to take a vacation to a fascinating country with an even more fascinating history. Well, try this. Hop onto the subway and try to count how many people are wearing face masks. It'll pass the time. Get off in the borough of Queens and head to John F. Kennedy International Airport. You're going to want to head to Terminal 1, the home of Air France, at JFK Airport. Go through security, don't forget to take out your laptops and liquids, and grab a bite to eat while you can enjoy it. When you get on your flight, you'll probably be sitting in front of a crying infant, or at least that's what always happens to me. Either way, try to get some sleep. Tomorrow will be a long day. When you wake up the next morning, you'll land at Paris-Charles-de-Gaulle Airport in France. Get off of the plane, grab something French for breakfast, and hop onto another Air France flight. This one will be 6 hours, so get comfy. Write a podcast script to keep yourself busy, maybe. Get off this plane 6 hours later, and step into Myrtala Mohamed International Airport in Lagos, Nigeria. You're gonna need to hurry on your next flight, an Air Peace flight, to in the International Terminal. That flight will last around 3 hours, but you'll probably be exhausted. The plane will land at Roberts International Airport. If it helps you drag yourself off the plane, there's apparently a pretty decent sports bar on the first floor of the airport. Grab a bite to eat there, and step outside. You have just entered Monrovia, the capital of Liberia. Walking down the streets of Monrovia, you can see that Liberia isn't too out of the ordinary for a West African nation. There are thousands of different ethnic groups in Liberia, with the largest group, the Basa, making up only 13% of the population. The religious makeup isn't too different from most of the region either. 76% Protestant, 17% Muslim, and 7% Catholic. Most of the country falls into a tropical or grassland biome. But there's one thing that can't be ignored, Liberia's undeniable similarities to the United States. Their government, language, and flag are all based off of Americas. This is no accident. In fact, it is only because of the US that Liberia was ever formed. In one of the most unique colonization stories in history, the US directly created Liberia. I'm going to tell you all about that, right now, on Historia Obscura. Welcome to Historia Obscura. This is the sixth episode of this podcast, and I'm glad you're still coming back to me. I can't wait for you to hear what I have in store this week, so get ready for a great episode. You'll get to hear about a country that I am personally very fascinated by, and I'm sure you'll be as well. One more thing, make sure to stick around for a little to hear a message about the sponsor of this episode of Historia Obscura, Anchor. If you want to make your own podcast, you'll want to know everything about how to use Anchor. Slavery is definitely a part of American history that most Americans want to forget about, and while many African slaves were still able to escape into the North or buy their freedom prior to the Civil War, many saw that as insufficient. Many whites and free blacks believed that it was impossible for freed slaves to truly assimilate into American society and that they would always face hostility. The conclusion that many, including President Abraham Lincoln, reached was that blacks would be better off living in Africa. In 1816, New Jersey Presbyterian minister Robert Finley founded the American Colonization Society with the goal of creating an African nation to repatriate black slaves. Many slave owners in the South even agreed to free their slaves under the stipulation that they immediately emigrate to Africa. Starting in 1821, thousands of slaves began settling on the west coast of Africa. These voyages lasted until 1849, by which time almost 5,000 colonists had arrived. However, most of them could not survive the tropical diseases of Africa, and by 1843, only 1,000 colonists remained. They survived by intermarrying and reproducing with the indigenous Africans. This created a distinct ethnic group known as Americo-Liberians with a culture consisting of American republicanism and protestantism combined with African tribal folklore. The colonists created a formal constitution modeled entirely after that of the U.S. It established a representative democracy with a legislative, executive, and judicial branch. Sound familiar? The flag of Liberia is almost identical to the American Stars and Stripes, with one large white star in the top left instead of 50. Many of Liberia's cities were named after prominent American abolitionists, The capital, Monrovia, was named after President James Monroe. Tubmanburg, the capital of Bomey County, was named after former slave and underground railroad leader Harriet Tubman. And Buchanan, the capital of Grand Bossa County, was named after President James Buchanan, who was known for buying slaves in Virginia before freeing them in his home state of Pennsylvania joseph jenkins roberts a freedman from norfolk virginia was elected as liberia's first president in 1848 for the next century americo-liberians would have the most political power in liberia relations with the u.s and europe were very solid and along with ethiopia liberia was one of only two nations that remained independent during the scramble for africa During World War II, Liberia sent soldiers to help France retake French West Africa from Germany. They were founding members of the United Nations and acted as strategic American allies in West Africa. But behind the scenes, instability was growing. The political power of Americo Liberians was resented by ethnically indigenous West Africans in Liberia. This tension would reach a peak in 1980 when President William Tolbert, an Americo Liberian and the grandson of a slave from South Carolina, was assassinated by 17 Army officers and soldiers. Tolbert's son Benedict took refuge in the French embassy in Monrovia, but the embassy was breached and Benedict was captured. He was executed by being thrown from a military aircraft. This was the first step of a coup d'etat led by Master Sergeant Samuel Doe, a member of the Kron Ethnic Group. Almost all of Tolbert's cabinet heads and political allies will be executed in the coming weeks. Doe forced his way into the office of president, and this uprising was condemned by the United States. However, Doe was able to woo the United States by declaring its support for them in the Cold War, and he immediately severed ties with Cuba and the Soviet Union. This brought Liberia back onto America's good side, and Doe would soon form a very personal friendship with Secretary of State Caspar Weinberger. Doe certainly granted more rights to indigenous peoples, but his tenure was rife with corruption. Elections were rigged, and public officials were easily bribed. Seeing the discontent of many Liberians, Americo-Liberian warlord Charles Taylor launched an insurrection in 1990, beginning the first Liberian civil war. The war ended within a month when Samuel Doe was captured and brutally tortured to death on video. The 12-hour video shows Taylor laughing and drinking a Bud Light as Doe's ears, fingers, and genitals are cut off. Taylor immediately took the office of president, and Liberia became a hermit state. Various warlords, including the infamous General Butt-Naked, fought for control of different parts of the nation. Child soldiers were a common sight, as were war crimes and crimes against humanity. Taylor himself even personally partook in many of these crimes, including the rape, enslavement, and murder of many indigenous civilians. Taylor even ordered a pregnant woman to be buried alive in sand. He was placed on Interpol's Most Wanted Criminals list, and in the US, Congress offered a $2 million reward for Taylor's capture. After a rebel group launched an assault on Monrovia, Taylor resigned on August 11, 2003, and fled to Nigeria. He was intercepted by nigerian police and handed over to the u.n to stand trial for his crimes taylor's trial began in 2007 he had been charged with 11 different crimes against humanity including terrorism murder rape pillaging and enlisting child soldiers in 2012 taylor was found guilty of all charges He is currently serving nine life sentences at Franklin Prison in England. In 2005, Liberia held what is considered the freest election in its history. Ellen Johnson Sirleaf one of only four of William Tolbert's cabinet heads who survived Doe's purges was elected president, making her the first female head of state in all of Africa. The civil wars and instability of the late 1990s had a serious impact on the nation's infrastructure, leaving 83% of its population below the poverty line. Leaf's administration was devoted to rebuilding the economy and eliminating illiteracy. This is also true for her successor, the incumbent president, George Weah. Weah, along with being known for being president of Liberia, is also considered the greatest African soccer player of all time, being the only African player ever to win the FIFA Player of the Year award or the Ballon d'Or. He was elected president in 2017, and he was sworn in with his vice president, Jewel Taylor. If that name sounds familiar, that's because it is. Jewel Taylor is the ex-wife of Charles Taylor. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Historia Obscura, Not many people know how fascinating Liberia's story truly is, so I hope it helped distract everyone from their corona quarantine. If you want to suggest an episode of Historia Obscura, send me a voice message at anchor.fm slash Historia Obscura slash message. Feel free to leave your name and location, and if I like your idea, I'll make an episode of it and give you credit. And of course, I can't go without once again thanking this episode's amazing sponsor, Anchor. They are by far the easiest way to make a podcast, so if you want to make your own, go to anchor.fm. With that said, this is Jack from Historia Obscura, signing off, but not for long.